All right. Well, listen, I've got a great guest for us this week, Kevin Faulkner. This is somebody who uh, self-described here would say was lost, rudderless for 50 years of his life and has recently found intention and focus and is like just really happy and super hyped to be doing what he's doing with his business, which by the way, he started with 50 bucks, an iPhone and a printer. And uh, so he's got 3B Credit Health, helping people repair credit because as we know as smart people, having good credit unlocks a lot of doors for you in life. So it's a very purpose-driven business that he's running. But I've had the pleasure of knowing Kevin now for about a year, I guess, uh, hanging around the Apex world, if you will, seeing what Kevin's been doing. So Kevin, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you on. What's up, Jeff? I appreciate you having me, man. Um, yeah, man, it's been, um, we've known each other for, I'd say probably over a year now, man. Um, and it's, it's been really good. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of my, uh, so I did this 10 day long motorcycle trip last June about this time and all those Facebook memories are coming up. And that was a couple of weeks after I had, uh, jumped into the apex world of things. So, um, so yeah, we're going to settle on about a year. There we go. So you originally had a group where you were kind of pouring into people, right? Like just giving the opportunity to talk and learn and come together as entrepreneurs uh, called Entrepreneur Recovery Room that has morphed into Keep Growing with Kevin Faulkner. So let's, let's kind of walk down the, the memory lane there. So why are you doing these groups? What do you see the value of doing them? What do you learn? And why, yeah, why are you doing them? Yeah, man. Um, the way it's kind of funny, the way Entrepreneur Recovery Room got started was um, I joined Apex and I just needed some accountability with Build Your Machine. And um, so what, what Build Your Machine is, it's a marketing um, system that's within Apex that we use. And so I, I just need some people to... Um, to work with on a week to week basis. So we put that group together and, um, as we grew and, and, you know, it, it, it taught me a lot because what it taught me was consistency because we didn't miss a week from February through November. Um, and, uh, it grew into something that ended up helping a lot of people. And then I also got better at, you know, because before I, I joined Apex, I was scared to even be on a Zoom call. So it, it compounds and, and you grow and you get better. And that's, and then that consistency, um, builds. And that's what gave me the confidence to start my own, uh, podcast and my own group, uh, in the, in the keep growing with Kevin Faulkner. And so, you know, we're moving forward with that brand. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you shared you were uncomfortable jumping on a Zoom call. But I mean, I, you know, I think you learn quick. I mean, if you were uncomfortable starting in February, I started jumping on end of May, early June. I think you got up to speed pretty darn fast because I, I thought what you were doing back then was great. Uh, the keep growing rooms have been great. Um, when you announced you're going to do them on Wednesday nights, I'm like, great, that's a night that's been fantastic. But truth be told, I've kind of had to catch on the fly because I've been traveling on Wednesday nights, it seems. But but the rooms I've jumped in on, you really bring together uh, smart people and you touched on accountability. Uh, from your view, talk about why you need accountability and why others should welcome it. Yeah, man, that that's going down a, a pretty deep rabbit hole there with me because, um, you know, I, I, my story is um, I was lost for most of my adult life. And uh, whenever I started learning, you know, the book Atomic Habits was huge for me. It was a big book in my life. And uh, just learning how to put string habits together and string small wins together and the power of routine. For me, it was about confidence. Um, keeping those promises to yourself. And, um, that's really for me taught me the, the value of, of, um, routines, habits, and, uh, allowed me to really grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in that, in that, re uh, realm of things, 
um, care to share like what those habits are you've kind of built on? Like, what do those building blocks look like for you? Because I think a lot of people struggle with this. I mean, if you look, if you look in the app store, there is no shortage of habit trackers, which means there's a starving audience of people that need habit trackers that need, that need this accountability. Right. Um, so like, what, what are some of these building blocks for you? What, what have you built on and what, what's been that kind of like success journey? What's it look like? Yeah. So the, for, for me, you know, I, I had a lot of trouble with confidence. I, I just, I had none really late into life, man. And I had no clue that that was the, the problem and, and why I couldn't uh, string together any, any, um, continual success, but the, the habits, those small habits, you know, Ed Milet says this best, when we, when we keep promises to ourselves, that's where confidence comes from. So we have that personal integrity and that for me aligns with waking up in the morning and reading 10 pages every morning, um, staying in that routine, um, so that, um, getting that, I do a, just a walk every day, but it's, it's consistent and I make sure I, that I get it done. I take my dog for a walk every day. We can talk about that a little bit, but that was one of the bigger things that, that played a role in bringing me around whenever I was going through a really, really, really tough time in my life in, uh, the fall of, uh, 2020 was just those habits of taking my dog out for a walk and knowing I had to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, the point is it doesn't have to be anything world changing to get those to get you in that rhythm where you know, okay, this is bigger than I am. I'm going to keep this promise to myself because keeping this promise to myself is going to, going to allow me to um, have the confidence to, to take on the real challenges that come with life. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you, you touched on something about, you know, these, these habits, keeping your word with yourself, getting into a routine, you know, you can't, you know, there's a, there's a, a cliched saying, it's a good saying, but a lot of people say it. So it's a cliched one of pouring into people. Well, if, if your cup's got a hole at the bottom of it, cause you're a mess, you can't pour into anything, you know? In fact, when people do recognize that somebody's struggling and you got that hole in the bottom of your cup and they're pouring to you, what happens it just falls out the bottom. Right. So, uh, you know, we talked about this in the pre-show. So I always, I always kind of clarify that because I don't want listeners or, or viewers to think I spring, spring stuff on my guests, but you, you brought it up. The fall of 2020 was a rough time. Let's talk about that. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I, I kind of touched on that. I, I've struggled my entire life. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. And, and, uh, my goal is to just help other people at this point. That's, that's what I'm about. And, um, so I, I had a lot of confidence issues. I've had, you know, struggled with mental illness, uh, bipolar disorder, um, a lot of depression and, uh, things that kept me from getting in those, those routines and rhythms and keeping those habits. And then because of that, I wasn't able to develop any real confidence. So, um, my wife and I, um, my wife told me in August of 2020 that, that she wanted to divorce. And my wife, let me just preface this by saying my wife is a total winner. She's done really good in life and uh, I'm very proud of her and honored to be her husband. And uh, she wasn't wrong at all. Um, but I remember whenever we, uh, we were at the, the marriage council and I was so lost as to the whole thing. And uh, I just had my head in the sand and didn't understand what the problem was at the time. And so I remember telling this marriage counselor i said at this point this is out of my control there's nothing i can do here but whatever happens um i'm going to come out of this better whether we end up still together or we part ways and, and live our lives separately i'm going to become a better human being after this so i uh went and stayed with a friend of mine and that's man when i had a um really a defining moment to where like one night I just broke down and I realized that all my problems were 100% mine and my fault. It wasn't my wife's fault. It wasn't my hundred job, 200 jobs fault that didn't work out. It wasn't that my relationships were terrible. It was my fault. 
And uh, that created a humbleness that that really allowed me to grow, man, and, and, and to start changing my life. Humbleness leading to growth. That's, that's, a, that's a writer downer. And, you know, again, those watching, I don't want you all to think, oh, Jeff's doing work while he's interviewing people. I make these little notes and then I, I'm working on a process in my shows to a uh, little pro tip in these shows. You know, you produce, whether it's an audio podcast or a video podcast, you're producing half hour to an hour, however long your show may run. Uh, so I, I write down these little more poignant moments and then spit them out later after the show, right? Uh, Henry, F- Henry Ford's famous quote, one of, one of his many, was he uses all parts of the pig, which that sounds like a good old Texas boy quote, but I don't, I don't know that Henry Ford ever stepped foot in Texas. Um, he was a Detroit guy. But anyway, uh, humbleness leading to growth, man. That's, I like that a lot, you know. It kind of reminds me of Brandon Brenningham and it, you know, he's been on the show. He's in my intro. You know, there's nothing, you, I'm going to botch it, but you know, there's, he said, there's nothing wrong. Uh, you can be humble, but there's nothing wrong with stepping into your superpower. Right. So you've come from the fall of 2020. You realized you're going to come out better. As I understand it, you've, you've come out better with your wife. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We're happier than we've ever been, man. It's um, awesome. It's been really good. We, um, so I, so I started, I I just decided, you know, that, um, um, I was going to grow from it and I was trying, I wanted to understand at the time, I wanted to understand what was going on with in her mind, why it had happened the way that everything had happened the way it had happened because there wasn't any adultery or anything like that or, or, it was just really, it was, you know, the, the fact that my, my wife had worked her butt off her entire life and I wasn't doing that. That's really what it came down to, to be honest with you. And, and um, so I bought this book called The 3% Man. And I wouldn't really necessarily recommend it to everybody because it's kind of a, a dating book in a sense. I'd seen the guy's stuff on, um, on YouTube. And, um, <clears throat> so he said in that book, which this is a lesson for everybody and for the listeners. Um, he said to read that book 12 to 13 times because that's when you'll really retain the, uh, the information in it. And I did what he said because I didn't have anything else. I was living on, a, I was sleeping on a little twin bed, um, at my friend's house in the back room. And I didn't, I just didn't have anything going on at all. I was just, was devastated. And so I read that book 12 to 13 times, like he said. And if I had to sum up what I learned out of that book, it was that women, and this falls with anybody, want somebody that has a purpose. So I knew that I needed a purpose for me. I needed to do something and get something going on for myself. And then the rest would take care of it take care of itself. Either Kelly and I would end up getting back together uh, or I would meet somebody else and it would be a person that was better suited for me. Um, so, but I knew that the, the key to that was to find a purpose. So that's where the, the 3B Credit Health came from. So let's talk about that. So touched on it at the beginning of the show as we brought you on, uh, having good credit to great credit unlocks a lot of doors, helps a lot of things out in your life. So how did you arrive there? Because there's a lot of great ways to help people. Uh, credit repair, I don't think is at the forefront. Like if you know, people kind of find themselves, they find their purpose, they're like, you know what? That's what my light is about in this world. That's what I should be talking about. I don't know that most kind of arrive at 3B Credit Health, just like most don't arrive at selling mattresses in their primary business. Um, but uh you know, we do it because we believe that, you know, if we have more productive, happier people in our community through a better night's sleep, our community is better. So the mattresses are just the mechanism. So is that, is that what it's about for you with credit repair or like what attracted it to you? What, what attracted you to credit repair as something to do? Yeah. At that time, um, it was kind of one of those things where fate takes care of itself. I saw an ad, a very, very organic ad. There was nothing complicated about it. It was a guy from Pennsylvania who had started a credit repair business that I'd been 
following on Facebook for about a year and I watched his success. And he offered to teach people credit repair business and this small ad on Facebook, on his personal Facebook page. And um, so I reached out to him and I think I paid him, you know, a few hundred bucks. I, I really don't remember exactly how much, but so <clears throat> he got on the phone with me and he taught me um, a little bit about social media marketing, very little, but enough. And then he taught me credit repair and I wrote it all down. And I did exactly what he had told me to do. And so I started posting about it on social media. I, I found my avatar and I, I just ran with it because again, going back to where I was in life at the time, I was sleeping at my buddy's house on, in the back room and I didn't have anything else. Pretty powerful to take that leap. I mean, the, you know, man, there's confidence right there in that little lesson. I don't know if you recognize it. You're at a low point in your life where you're, you know, splitting out household income, uh, staying at a friend's house, and you've got the confidence that you're going to go help people with credit repair when you're in a tough spot yourself personally. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of confidence <laughs> to stand on right there. I remember talking with the, um, a realtor that gave me my very first client. And I, she said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this client over to you. And uh, so I got that client signed up and I was like, okay, now I got to go learn how to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the, it was the typical entrepreneurial spirit. We're going to go sell it and then build it as we launch it type of thing. That's right. Yep. Um, so at a high level, you know, so we'll talk about credit for a little bit, but let, let's talk about it kind of at a higher level because, you know, these kinds of shows aren't good for tactics. Obviously, people might pick this up a week or two later on their podcast player. Uh, we did have a fan, people, you know, talk about Pennsylvania boys. We got one right here and then Kyle Slaymaker commented on a show. So Kyle, thanks for tuning in, man. Um, Kyle loves your group growing with Kevin Faulkner. So, um, but uh, at a high level, um, what does our world need to know about credit? And, wh and why aren't we learning it? I guess that's the bigger question. Yeah, it, well, it goes back to, the reason we're not learning is it goes back to uh, everything when it comes to money. Um, we, we aren't taught um, money in schools. And, and that's a tragedy that we aren't, we don't educate mm -hmm. people on it how is. to um, how to manage money and how to handle money and and how to um, there's a lot to the credit system um, and it's um, it's a, a lot of people don't you know don't don't think about it in this perspective but TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, the three major credit bureaus they're three independent privately owned companies and make no mistake they are there to make money. So they really have no um, reason to um, motivation to remove items that shouldn't be there from your credit or to even have things on your credit that are correct. 80% of the people in, in, in the listeners right now have wrong information on their credit. And so <clears throat> we're here to make sure because if they even have, if you look at your credit report, you'll see the dates last active so 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 you got into a bind and weren't able to pay a bill and that went ended up becoming a charge off on your credit well when you go look at your credit report you'll see guarantee transunion experian equifax they're going to have different dates for la dates last active on that well what that means is that you don't know when that thing's going to ever even come off of your credit right so your person that says okay I'll take my lumps I know I didn't pay that on time um I'm going to you know outweigh the the bad with with the good and, and raise my credit score well they if they don't have the dates right and they've got 2017 for one date and 2015 for another which i see all the time that's two years so they're supposed to remove it in seven yeah so really if it, if it was a beginning 2015 thing but the one has it labeled as 2017 you're paying the price till what, 2021? Yeah, seven yeah. years, nine years. And yeah. that affects you. That affects your interest rates. That affects your ability to buy a, a certain, maybe it's a certain size home that you want or a car that you want or whatever. Yep. So, so on the, you know, again, 
keep we'll keep this a little higher level because you know I think anybody listening you know they may know it they may understand it they may not but I think everybody could agree that they weren't taught in school not even in college um how to like you said how to handle money how to understand a credit score how to understand finance um I have my theories on why that is what what is your theory I don't think it, it's just like, you know, big pharma or anybody else. I don't think it it benefits the system for people to be educated. That's my theory. Yep. I'm right there with you. Because if you're charging somebody 23% for a car loan and you're not teaching them how to get that down to that where they can qualify for that 1.9 or that 0%, everybody makes money. Or yeah. Except the consumer. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just had a conversation yesterday with somebody looking to buy some mattresses and they were asking about other alternative forms of payment. And I said, you know, cause they actually were on our website and the, the link was, was dead. Uh, we, we have our financing links on our site in a handful of different places. And we, you know, we made an honest mistake. We had one page where a no credit needed, um, link was was up and um it just it didn't go anywhere because we took that portal that access to that provider's portal down and the reason we took it down is because you know when you're dealing with like a synchrony bank a wells fargo bank for consumer finance it is very straightforward you know you have a term it's zero percent if that's the program you bought right uh which that's what we offer it's 0% for the term. And I mean, we, we tell people, look, do not take this to month 13 if you're getting 12 months zero interest because you will get hammered back to today, 30% interest. Well, 29.9, 30% interest on whatever's, whatever's left to be paid off. It just gets added on and now it compounds. And, you know, that's a bad position to be in. I want you to give me that that extra money and get you a nicer set if you're if you're gonna go pay it. So please keep it in the term. These no credit companies, you know, are just so userous. And the reason we took it down, because for me, one of our core values is we say what we do and we do what we say, uh, which Apex has that in one of theirs, but we've been on that tip for quite a while. Um it came from my grandfather, little tweak on integrity is what you do when no one's looking. But uh, I just couldn't offer those those things because they, the programs changed all the time. And even when there was a light at the end of the tunnel, it seemed like it was a freight train coming at the consumer. You know, so we just stopped. And I told this person, like, look, if you want to go down that road, here's what to watch out for. But I'm not going to walk it with you. And if that means losing your business, you're going to remember me as the guy that didn't take advantage of you. You know? That's the way I look at it. Yeah, amen. And and uh, I try to do that same thing with uh, with credit repair. Um, if it doesn't make sense for somebody, and I, I don't think I can get anywhere with it, I'll explain to them exactly why, explain to them exactly mm. what's going on. Um, a lot of people can testify that I've been on the phone with them and, and just gave them pointers on what to do. And, uh, and then hopefully they went and put that stuff into play. And we help them get where they're trying to get to. Right. Right. The money will come. You don't have to force things to, uh, to make a sell. So, so in that vein, we'll kind of shift gears here. So you, you know, you get, you get on the phone with somebody, you see a rough situation or you see any given situation. Uh, maybe they're not in a position to use your service today, but you do pour into them. You do give them pointers, but shifting gears, it does require them to go do the work, right? And this then this is one of these cliched statements. Again, I, I say cliched not to insult anybody, because you know, in a lot of worlds, the statement do the work is the ethos, it is the culture, and it is appropriate. But let's talk about what doing the work at an entrepreneurial level. Uh what's that mean? Like what's it look like for you? For for Kevin Faulkner, um Doing the work means means serving and and, and over delivering. 
And it took me a long time, uh, as simple as, as those words seem, it took me a long ter- time to grasp that because um, we're all from a natural a natural state. We all come from a scarcity mindset or, you know, a lot, a lot of people come from a scarcity mindset. And um, we're, it's kind of a self-preservation thing. And I, that kind of, Jeff, goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago about um, the consumer is not taught this way for a reason, but if we if we believe we can't do, we're taught that we can't do things from a young age, and uh, then we buy into it and we carry these limiting beliefs for our entire lives. But if we if we can get past that that scarcity mindset and live with an abundance mindset to serve others and help other people solve their problems, then. And you, you over deliver with that on a, on a, on a wide scale. That's, that's doing the work and that's the key to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. Love that definition. I mean, again, it's kind of that umbrella definition that sits at the top. Now you could say do the work and credit repair is okay. You got a lot of bills. You got limited income. You got to start tackling one or two. Your income dictates the fact that you got to let a couple of them go until you go get more income, right? Like that's the work and it's hard work and it sucks, but it's the reality of what it is slowly, but surely if you commit to it and you start snowball affecting it, knocking them down and, you know, unlike some other credit repair people, you don't purport to have that magic button. You've got a magic key on your keyboard where you just take a 520 to a 720, right? You don't have that key on your keyboard. Well, you can do it, but it takes a little time. It, right. <laughs> a lot it takes of time. Work, right? I mean, yeah, it takes the work. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, that's the thing is if I, you know, and, and this is just being honest and being real. If, if I could, could, um, could do that, um, y- you think Ed Milet's got money. I mean, can you imagine if I could fix somebody's credit overnight that was at a, you know, a 550 and, and, and turn them into a 720 just overnight, like right. with, a, with a flip of a switch? I mean, that's not, let's be real. That's not how life works. That's not how it works. Right. And so it does yeah. take work. It takes education. It takes putting things into, into play. And then I work on my end to make sure the credit bureau is doing it the right way and doing it the way they're supposed to be doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with our society today is you see, everybody see it, like Ed Milet, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick up on him in a little bit in the Million Dollar Mastermind event you just came back from. But people see folks like Ed Milet, Dan Fleischman, Ryan Stuman, uh, Alex Rodriguez in this case at that event. You know, they see the success, they see the flash, they see the lifestyle, but they, you know, so few go one step further and say, they must have done a lot of work to get there. There must have been a lot of batting practice in Alex Rodriguez's case. There must have been a lot of time on the field, a lot of stretching, a lot of weight room. So many people, like, so in doing the work, like what frustrates, in your opinion, what frustrates people away from hitting the gym, hitting the batting practice, going through the blocking and tackling of business life? Because that's really what doing the work is about, right? It's not the flashy stuff. It's not the flea flicker end around play that scores a game winning touchdown. It was the blocks that allowed all that seven seconds behind the line to make the play happen, right? So, what frustrates people from your view about doing the work? Why do they give up? Yeah, that's the thing, man. Um, you know, you see those guys and in, in like A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez or Stuman or uh, Ed Milet or you for that matter, myself. Um, people come up and they, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, you're, you're winning. You're, you're doing great. And um, I, I don't feel like I'm winning. And the reason I don't feel like I'm winning is because as an entrepreneur and any, any entrepreneurs listening will fully understand what I'm about to say. All you can see is that car wreck that's in front of you that's going on or that stack of things that you haven't been able to get to. And it's, it's a growth process and a learning process because that's what entrepreneurship is. Entrepreneurship, the, the way your business is going to grow 
100% depends on your individual self-development. You look at somebody's business, look at their personal self-development because when it stops, that's why. So people think you're winning and they see the glamour. They see the, the getting on a podcast like this one and, 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 and how cool it, it may look from the outside, but they don't see that as soon as we hang up this podcast, I'm going to be diving into somebody's credit uh, so that I can help them. And I'll be grinding on that for probably three hours. Nobody sees that. They, they, they just don't. And it, it does suck. Trust me. It's not, nobody goes home and says, Oh man, I'm going to have a relaxing evening diving into credit repair. No sane <laughs> human being does that. <laughs> but that's, I thought that was you. <laughs> but that's, that's what the, what the job is. And I've got a, a yep. you know, it's funny, man. I mentioned earlier, my very first client, I had to go learn how to do it. Well, I've got to learn how to do it with this guy as well, because I accepted payment for a job and now I've got to go figure out how to do that job. And that's right. all entrepreneurship is, no matter if it's my, whatever your business is, it doesn't matter. We always take on things and then we have to go figure it out. And that's what I meant by that car wreck. Um, in that's constantly in front of us, no matter, I guarantee you, you know, you mentioned Alex Rodriguez and, and Stuman and, and Ed Milet. Those guys are thinking the same thing right now with whatever they're dealing with because we're, we're growth minded people and we're always taking on things that are new to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it, you know, you said uh, you're going to before the show, after the show, you've got work to go do. You know, for me, what propels me, you know, we're in the midst, we just wrapped up at the, at the, at the retail store, our annual reader's choice voting. It's always a big campaign. We've got a series of uh, emails that we know get open, that we know get response. We did the social media posts, all this stuff, but I still live with a guiding principle, I guess you could say, that if I don't accept each day, there are people out there, there are forces out there wanting scheming, planning to rob me of time and profit. If I don't fight back against that, it will happen, right? In the apex world, that's called the force of average, right? Outside in the world of people that kind of live within the system that, you know, uh, allow the education system to mold them and create them into what that system wants them to be. They call it Murphy's law, right? Um, for me, I just say, you know what? Yeah, it's out there, but it ain't going to happen today. No way. Not going to happen. Um, you referenced the book, uh, The 3% Man, right? Yeah. And um, it was interesting that you brought it up because I just shared the Bedrock Beowulf foundational precursor book to that book. I guarantee it. I don't even, I haven't read 3% Man, but I can guarantee you based on what you said that the book I'm about to mention was influ influenced the authorship of that book be it directly or passed down the line. And that book is Geez, I just botched it. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Have you read that book? Yeah, actually, that's, that's um, um, kind of goes into my story of whenever I was down, actually, it is aligned with that because I got on a clubhouse with uh, Brad Lee and he was having a uh, rapid fire. And so I... I I asked him a question, you know, I asked him a question. Um, I think it was, I, I just joined Apex and it was about my dream 25 for, um, which is your 25, it's the 25 people you would like to do business with is what that means. So <clears throat> I asked him that question on Clubhouse and he gave me an answer. And then it was over my head at the time. My, my confidence level just couldn't comprehend it. I mean, uh, he told me to go get a contract with the government. Well, um, that was just past my line of thinking at that time. So, um, the next, like the next week or a few days later or whatever, I was on another clubhouse and he was there and I, and I asked again, I asked that same question to him. And this time he said, Hey, here, here's what you do, man. He recognized, he recognized that I had confidence issues and he said, here's what you need to do. Read the book, cyber, uh, is it, what is it Psycho, called? Psycho-Cybernetics. Yeah, Psycho-Cybernetics and do 75 hard. And mm. like, 
a year later, I'd completed both of those things and I sent him a DM and told him, I said, man, you changed my life with those two recommendations. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, so the reason I brought up, uh, malts and that and psycho cybernetics, uh, is because when you said read, you read it 12 to 13 times, because that's what the book said to do. That's, that's what's in psycho cybernetics multiple times. You know, there, there's instruction to read, read this chapter five times, I believe in 48 hours, if I'm correct. Um, you know, reread this sentence, you know, uh, for the next 10 minutes, put it, you know, put, pin this up in a place where you're going to see it often, those kinds of things. Because that reinforcement, because at, at our core, or I think we're all these like unwieldy animals that have left to the forces that are out there, we aren't going to be successful because the world doesn't really, the world wants average, right? That's why averages exist. You know, there's got to be people at the top of the curve and the bottom of the curve, and then there's a big middle. I want to be at the top of the curve. I don't want to live in that middle. Uh, not at all. So, so we do the work, right? Like digging in three hours on credit repair. You know, for me, digging in hours on splicing and dicing content, figuring out how to win Reader's Choice Awards, you know, all that stuff. Not all that flashy. But for you, what invigorates you about doing the work? For me, that's the result. You know, over-delivering for this client. If I, if I can get him, if I can deliver what, what I said I would do and, and, and change his life, there's nothing exciting about digging in on credit repair. Um, it's, not a, it's nothing fun or flashy about that. It's a behind-the-scenes thing. But if you look at what that's good, so this is a, a person, I'm not going to say his name, but this is a person that has busted his butt to get his business going and his business is thriving and he's killing it at this point. But what happens is your credit, his credit hasn't caught up with where he's at at this point. So he's just trying to get himself to a position to where um, he can move forward with both. And, uh, and have a quality of life because, you know, he, he, um, um, wasn't doing well whenever his credit went, went south on him. So now he's trying to, to catch up his life as a whole. And you have to keep into, keep it in perspective that this is his entire family, including his children are going to benefit from whatever mm. comes of this work. So for you, it's it's a general. It really, what I just heard is it's a generational reward. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at some point, him and his son may be um, out fishing or hunting or doing something together, and he may tell him, "Son, don't ever get into this situation, man. You know, this is what I had to go through, and this is what happened, and and this is how I got. You know, I got better. I know Sammy Smith's been on your show, and um, or Sammy Knight rather." has been on yep. your show and Sammy talks about it's our duty to to pass on all the knowledge that that we get in life to yep. to others so that they can do better. Yep. Yeah, I mean I just literally my uh my son's graduation party that night after it was all done we're sitting around the kitchen table cuz he wanted to open his graduation cards and man I got to tell I'll say it publicly here I've said it on my on my on my Facebook page, we are blessed to have the people around us, family and friends, and our local network. I mean, our our kid was financially blessed from people for graduation, and out of that, I said, "All right, now that you're an adult, here's you know." And we've we've put him on a credit card to get gas in his vehicle, so his name's out there, and we're starting to build that profile for him discreetly as a as a young adult. But I said, now's the time because now if you put away 200 bucks a month and you commit to that every month, by the time you're 38, you'll have a million dollars plus in a retirement account for yourself. And I looked at him, I said, how easy is it for you right now to make 200 bucks? He says, oh, that's easy. I make that every weekend. I said, there you go. I said, just gave you keys to the kingdom, really, that nobody, nobody in school's given you. No one else is talking to you about it. So like this generational stuff is important. And I want listeners to really take that to heart. Um, what Kevin just said, I mean, pouring down that information, 
helping this man out because it's going to set his family up. Man, that's, that is invigorating about doing the work for sure. I love it. Sorry, I went a little long there. I was a bad podcast host where the guest kind of sits there and wonders, what the heck am I doing on the show? Uh, <laughs> but I, anyway. like, I like the conversation. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so we've talked about scarcity mindset. Let's kind of put it in reverse a little bit because we talked about in the pre-show, I wanted to touch on this with you. So for you, scarcity mindset really kind of controlled you to the point where just having this conversation was difficult. So why was that? Yeah, it, it, it crippled me. I, di I didn't feel like I had value, man. So if, if we, the, the things you and I have talked about on this podcast, I I didn't value myself enough to to pass information on to any anybody else with any confidence. That's how how bad my self esteem was, and so um, it was to the point to where, like, literally, if I was talking, I would. Um, you know, there would be, I didn't stutter, but there would be a lot of like, uhs and, uh, 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 that kind of thing. And just really weird about it. And that, you know, I've always been in sales and, and when you're selling a product and you believe in this product and you know, you've got a good service for somebody, you have to, you have to, to share that with them with a, with a, with a confidence. And if you know your product and you know, and you know that it's a good product and it's going to change their life. That's easy to do, but that's having the value. That's an understanding the value of your of your product. But I didn't have that with myself, so I couldn't I couldn't see it in in my product either. And this, this was way before credit repair. This is this is uh, um thirty years worth of of trying to figure it out in my life because of some of the things we had talked about the the bipolar disorder and, and that kind of thing that right. that um. I, I dealt with and, and just once, you know, start that snowball going in the wrong direction, it can go for, for, for a, a lifetime. And, and that's one of my, my, um, passions moving forward is to, is to, is to help other people that are in that same position. And, and there's a lot more out there than we realize that. Oh, yeah. Their, their, their problem is, is they just don't value themselves. And if you don't value yourself, you're not going to give value to the world. Like you talked about with, if your cup has a hole in it. Yep. Well, I mean, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we, we, we hit reverse. We're going to go like into first gear, but we're going to go vertical down into a deep hole. You know, when we look at what our society values, look at the press coverage on this nonsense, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial. You know, look at the coverage, any one of the four or five, I don't know how many of them are, there are anymore, of the Kardashian crew, you know, they sneeze and it gets page one coverage, right? It's ridiculous. That's what our society values. What our society needs to value is people like Kevin Faulkner willing to put himself out there and say, hey, if you struggled with this, I'm willing to talk with you about it. And I love that you just shared that. So I love the fact that you did, because I want to say, if anybody listening uh, is struggling with some of those issues as Kevin has shared that he's, that he's dealt with, obviously, Kevin is not a psychiatrist. He's not a doctor. But if you want somebody to talk to, he, as I, I'm, I'm correct, right, Kevin? Absolutely. And, and you know, my, you Facebook, my Facebook group, Keep Growing with Kevin Faulkner, we're changing lives in there every week. Right. This is what and, our and society free to needs. Everybody. Yeah, this is what our society needs to value. And when we talk about Murphy's Law, when we talk about the force of average, when I, when I drop my line that I believe there's a grand scheme to steal time and profit from me, this is what, if left unchecked, you look in your, you look in your social media feeds and you, you do a little test on your own, open up a second account and only like negative stuff. Watch what happens. Open up a third account and only like super positive stuff, puppies and kittens and unicorns. Watch what happens, and you will see a diametrically opposite life through those social media feeds. Now, think about the fact that 80-20 rule exists everywhere. 80% of people, they are not intentionally engaging in their life with moments like this to tune into shows like this. And I'm not saying I'm a great show. I'm saying I'm putting, I'm having positive people on who are doing impact. I am saying that 100%. But am I a top podcast? No, 
That's obvious. But the reality is, if you're tuning into something positive, you are fighting that algorithm. And there is a very real algorithm to life, both spiritually, universally, digital, digitally on the device you're listening to this show on that's working to keep you down. And you need to tune into folks like Kevin. You need to listen. If this podcast sits your ears right now and you're struggling, you need to listen to that message and tune in. It's right in the show notes to get a hold of Kevin. We've been flashing it on the screen if you're watching. But like this is serious stuff. And what our society values needs to change. People like Kevin Faulkner have value. And we need to we need to be a part of their world and we need to be a part of other worlds. So brother, I love what you're doing. Um, you know, love that you're putting yourself out there that way. Yeah. And to add to that, Jeff, you know, there, there's a lot of people that are buried so deep that they just don't see any hope because of just what you share. Because it, it, there's, it, it's, it's meant to be that way, that, that society as a whole is, is kept down and we feel like it's hopeless. We can fall into that. And, and, uh, um, that goes back to me in August of 2020. And, and, um, if you're out there and you're having problems or, or you, you, you don't think there's any hope, you're really just, I promise you, I promise you, if you've, if you've liked anything that I've said, believe me when I say this, you're just one decision away from changing everything. A few habits away from, from, um, um, changing your life and, and getting that momentum going in the right direction again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was blessed and fortunate. Uh, our producer, Chris, which this is my moment where I give him a little plug. His info's all in the show notes. Chris Stone from castahead.net made a fantastic podcast intro to me. I had him on the show, Kurt Mercadante. Uh, he's a big fan of living a, a natural connected life. Uh, to the universe, if you will, very healthy. I mean, you, you talk about one decision away. If you're depressed, if you're at the bottom of the barrel, go outside, take a walk and get some sun. You can still feel depressed. You can still feel like life is shit and it ain't ever going to change. But hear me when I say, go out for a week and get some sun for a week. And then we'll see. Yeah, I, I can. I would pretty much be willing to bet most any money you're going to feel a lot better in that week's time by doing that one simple thing. And you know, it may not change the circumstances that are around you, but you're going to change how you feel. And like Kevin said, you're one decision away. So, speaking of decisions, you made a decision to get out from behind the desk, get out from home. Did you drive up the Million Dollar Mastermind? I guess you could. Yeah, was, I'm just a couple hours away from where yeah, it was. Yeah, was well, cool. Texas is one of those states like you could like you can literally drive 11 hours one direction, still be in Texas, right? Is that what yeah. I understand? Yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. Let's go on uh, east to west, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Actually, more than that, I think it's like 16 hours from one side to the other on, on, yeah. on yeah. east to west. So you made the active decision to go to Million Dollar Mastermind, which is. <laughs> which is the Apex World's uh, marquee event. And again, I talk a lot about Apex on here because there's a lot of great people. I talked in the pre-show about um, the guests we're having on. Kevin's kind of the, the end of a run of Apex guests. I got a bunch of other guests from other circles of influence coming on the show. Uh, that's no shade to Apex, just what it is, how the booking worked out. But um, there's a lot of people really crushing life in the Apex network and you deserve to hear them. That's why I have Kevin on too. Uh, so Kevin makes a smart decision, goes to Million Dollar Mastermind, the marquee event that Brian Steumann, Break Free Academy, Apex World put on. So what'd you think of the speakers? Who was your favorite? Give a little rundown for those that missed it. Because uh, man, 2022 was fire. So Ryan ain't going to go backwards in 23. So let's set the table. Yeah, man. Wow. That's all I know to say to, to lead off with that. But it was amazing, man. The electricity, the fire. Um, you had, I, I didn't get there until the second day. So I didn't get to see Sean Whalen. I still have never seen Sean Whalen speak. So I would, I would love to do that. But, um, the, the first, I get there and Logan Paul is a special guest that they brought in. And, and I'm, I'm a fan of Logan Paul. I, I 
And uh-huh. he was a he was a bonus unannounced guest, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just showed up, and and um, so you're 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 um, for those of you that don't know Logan Paul, he's a MMA guy and uh, podcast YouTube he's podcast yeah, YouTuber. YouTube. Yeah. My boys and, wanted to be like Logan and the other the other brother for the longest time. Jake, yeah, yeah. Yep. So so it was quite a treat um, to see and and hear the perspective of someone that's done it before on on uh youtube and uh and that was fun so that was the first speaker for me to hear and then um ed milet uh was right behind that and uh man ed milet just killed it he is such an amazing speaker um my gosh he he delivers he makes you laugh he makes you cry he inspires you he puts some fire under you he is amazing. All in one hour conversation. And um So what was so so I heard that Ed had the stadium like, you know, there's always in a big stadium, a couple thousand plus people, right? Were there. So there's always gonna be a, that little rumble and undertone of noise and side conversations in a venue like that. But I heard he dropped some dropped some knowledge that like you could hear a pin drop. What was that? Do you recall? Well, he's he's got a um, a new book out, and um, it's called I believe it's called One More. I know One More is the basically the theme behind his message, and kind uh, it comes from a uh, a story of the loss of his father, and uh, he takes you down that that path uh, of of losing his father in I think it was 2020. It was in when COVID was going on, and. Um, his, he asked his dad, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you going through all this this treatment? He said, because I, I want just one more time with you, one more time with your mom, one more, just one more day. And um, that's why I do everything. So I do what I do today so that I, I can have one more. And then tomorrow I'm going to want one more. And that kept his father alive. And, and, it, mm. and it landed with, with Ed, it landed with me. Uh, landed with millions of people because it's such a good message about finding success. And it, and it really goes along good with what we've been talking about today because if you are struggling and you're having a problem, no matter what that problem might be, if you can just push forward one more time, one more day, um, the solution's on the other side. Yeah, yeah. That's powerful. Very powerful. Um, so we're about ready to wrap up. What would you share to people about the value of, you know, whether it's an Apex event, you know, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Dan Kennedy. So, you know, Russell Brunson bought that organization. Uh, so the no BS community, I think they call it now. But um, whatever community, whatever sphere of influence you want to jump into or think you want to jump into, what do you get out of going outside your office, getting out of town, what do you get out of that? And what would you say to others that kind of maybe have that confidence issue? They struggle with that issue to, to make it happen. So for me, it's about the, the networking and the getting to know other people that, that think like I do and, um, and, and just proximity. Um, we didn't dive into this, but, um, part of my struggles were that I didn't align myself with the right people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. that ended up snowballing for me into a really negative place in life. And, um, if you, if you align yourself with the right people, that's that old saying, man, that, that if you look at the five people you're around the most, you're going to be the average of them. That is the truest yep. statement you'll ever hear. It is. It is. And, and the inverse of that statement is some would say, well, there are people in our society who can't get around good people. To that, I say, well, they can stop hanging around suck-ass people. They can do that. Yeah, and man, <laughs> they, I, I call bullshit on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the time they spend hanging around with, you know, loser mindset, criminal mindset, bad element, bad influence, that time they could spend on their phone watching inspirational YouTube videos for free Right, I know because I've done it. I, I've gotten away from that, so I know you can get right. away from that. I mean, not long ago, I couldn't buy a five dollar Little Caesars pizza, 
and and I and I I um um I did have that negative stuff. So I did it like what you're talking about with YouTube videos. And that's where I started. That's where I found the guy that wrote that book. I referenced three percent man. Yep. Yep. So so sorry, I cut you off. The value of getting events of proximity would be your biggest one, right? Getting aligned, seeing that there are other people like you with your struggles. And and that also seeing that people also, Jeff, I, I really want to talk about this just a second. People yeah. that are further along than I am that have been doing their podcast, that have been running businesses for years, that are doing well, to get to see and talk to them, shake their hand, pick their brain, and then learn. The biggest takeaway you're going to learn is they're no different than you are. So that goes back to that value thing that that we, that we value ourselves. And then when you yeah. can have that conversation, you can see that this is just a person just like I am, and they're scared and they're insecure and they're trying to grow and they don't, they've got to go figure it out, you know, how to do it next. Well, that encourages people, that encourages me that I can do this. I can move forward. I can do what these people are doing. I'm just, I just need to be consistent with it and just keep grinding. It's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100% agree with that. Love it, man. So let me ask you this as we, as we look to wrap up top of the hour. So I remember one of the rooms, I, I'm not sure if it was a keep growing room or entrepreneur recovery room, but it was a room with Kevin and you need to get in a room with Kevin. So again, uh, he, we've put his Facebook uh, group link up in the show notes and we flashed it on the screen. Uh, so whenever, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's video or audio, just look in the posting and you'll find the link. Um, but uh, you talked about having a big old ranch with a bunch of acreage. And that's, a, that's what I would call an ingredient of a big ticket life. So how's that journey coming along? Man, yeah. Without, without getting too um, in-depth on uh, in personal, I've got, you know, my wife and I are, are, are doing better financially than we've ever done. And uh, my business is doing better, growing by the day. And so we're headed in that direction for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Keep it alive, man. Keep working towards it. It's awesome to hear because it was a, it was a big ranch you want to have. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy happy for you when you get it. And I want an invite to it. Yes, sir, so, man. I'd love to have yeah. you on that uh, on my podcast as well, Jeff. Soon, very soon. Yep. yep. All right. Well, listen, Kevin. I really appreciated your time today. Your time you gave our time together talking. Love spending time with you. Uh, seriously, I don't care what level you're at. There's a lot of smart people that come through Kevin's room. A lot of smart people, a lot of successful people. Um, who do you got tomorrow night? Uh, Stacy Rusty. Stacy Rusty will be in there tomorrow night. She'll be, man, she's always yep. fun. Yep. I mean, so don't think you're above it. Get in that room because Kevin attracts a lot of great winners. So, Kevin, this has been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. And everybody, thank you for watching. And we'll see you next week on The Big Ticket Life. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life. And now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life, you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition into a market of one so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now 
accept this gift, book your call, go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.